All right, Sprocketeers, are you delighted? Do you know if your customers are delighted? Well, we're going to talk about customer delight, or as HubSpot says, customer delation, which I'm still trying to figure out if I love it or hate it. But hey, we're going to be talking to Ben. I'll introduce Ben in a minute, but let's go ahead and roll that bumper and get into the good stuff. All right, Ben. Ben, why don't you say hi to the Sprocketeers, the viewers and listeners, and let them know a little bit about you and what makes you tick. Hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Ben Longleys. I'm a junior strategist at Media Junction. Um, and I think what makes me tick is is branding and, and customer delight, honestly. I know it's very on topic today, but I don't know. It's been something I've been thinking about for a long time now as we've gone through projects and working with lots of clients. That's a little bit about me. Love it. So let's start at the ground level because there might be some people watching this because we get a ton of viewers and listeners that are either at the middle, beginning or end of, you know, mastery, if you will, of inbound or the terminologies. When you talk about customer delight, like give us a nice little package bundle of what do you mean when you say customer delight? Sure. So when I think about customer delight, I think about, you know, all of the little ways that you can interact with your, you know, customers and clients in ways that they might not be expecting right away, uh, but really just goes above and beyond the experience that they expect from you to, you know, delight them and make their experience better. The customer delight in my mind are some of those things that really you know, say, hey, you know, these guys did great work, but this was the thing that really, really, you know, made me happier. This was the random thing that really made it worth talking about. Um, that's what I think of when I when I think of customer delight personally. It's it's interesting because there's two directions, Ben, that my brain is going. One is like, well, do you have an example of a company that does really great customer delation or or delighting their customers? The other one is kind of uh, wants to go in the direction of, well, how the heck do you actually sit down and kind of build out a process for delight? So let's start with the fact of like, what are some good case studies? What are some good stories of maybe a company or two that like, these are kind of those shocking, oh, that's delightful moments? Sure. So when I think of, you know, some examples of, of customer delight, when we are working with clients, you know, we work with a lot of different branding projects and um, companies that are kind of, you know, jumping into this new level of, right, maybe there were a few people on their own. Now they're kind of, you know, taking off as a business or, you know, being able to invest a little bit more into working with an agency or someone like us. You know, really, when we think of customer delight, it's, you know, different ways that we can not only, you know, think ahead and think about things that our customers or clients might not be thinking about when we're, you know, going through building a website or, you know, some of the different things, you know, value adds that we know that we can add um, on that maybe they're not thinking about right away, whether it's, you know, creating an extra piece of functionality or some, you know, if there's a design on a website that we really like internally that we go, you know what, let's really build out this extra, you know, piece of functionality or module for them. So that when we're kind of presenting that design, it can kind of surprise them as something that's above and beyond, you know, what their initial engagement might be. But something else that we're actively working on right now is when we are thinking of, you know, a lot of these new branding clients that we're working with and people that are really trying to, you know, put a voice to their, their company or kind of update their visuals and things like that. 
you know, we're trying to think of ways of like, how can we as an agency not only help them create this awesome new brand that, you know, they're going to love and is going to be effective for them, but how can we as a creative agency also help them kind of feel that brand right away? And, you know, are there ways that we can design t-shirts and additional pieces that we can send them just to kind of surprise them with a gift box of, hey, not only are we also excited about your new brand, but here's your first, you know, mug with your new logo on it or t-shirts that you can wear around and be happy with and kind of present your new brand to other people as well. So thinking of just new ways and, you know, exciting ways to get people that are, you know, you know, just finally either investing in this new thing or just as excited as we are to get their new you know piece of their business going, um, finding new ways to really just um, share that excitement with them, but then also give them some fun things to you know start playing around with right away as well. I love that. So let's maybe go behind the scenes a little bit. And when you guys yeah. were actually mapping out like what what can we do what could we put in place where are like the things to look at maybe just mm -hmm. kind of unpack in your mind like you're going into a strategy session about delighting your customers uh mm -hmm. here are some things you should think about here are some things you should look out for um and here's something that you never ever do right like so and, and you can do a mixed bag of all of those things but mm -hmm. what i'm trying to get at is how how should a meeting uh of the minds that be kind of think about how the heck do we delight our customers anyway sure yeah and sometimes uh, you know a lot of it depends on the people you're talking to right you know it depends on the, their personalities and kind of some people i'll just say make it a lot easier than others might because you can just tell by talking to them how excited that might be. But when we go into meetings, we think a lot about, you know, what are some potential kind of aha moments that people have where, you know, as we get to kind of if we're presenting a strategy or presenting some new, you know, visuals and things like that, you know, it's asking them questions in a way or kind of listening to them where they, you know, see where they get most excited about a particular thing. Or, you know, as we kind of structure our process internally, it's thinking of ways that really are going, they're going to respond the most to. So some people might be thinking, and this is based off, you know, conversations that we've had with them. Is it a fun kind of knickknack thing with their name on it that they can have and hold? Or is it, you know, some additional piece that we are, you know, maybe it's a larger team where we're thinking of, hey, here's this piece of functionality in the back end and like HubSpot setup that we did for you just because we knew that you're thinking about the team of five people you're about to introduce to this tool. You know, so it's really thinking about the people you're talking to in the audience and kind of getting to the core of what we think that they're gonna respond best to and what is gonna delight them the most. So I think it's, it's kind of a mix, but overall it really gets down to really trying to get to know the core of the person that you're, you're meeting with and kind of understanding not only obviously their problems and the things that we're trying to help them solve for, but the things that excite them the most and the things that, you know, we can kind of see that, again, maybe um, aren't in the initial scope of what we're doing, but writing down ideas every time they mention something that go, hey, you know, the client mentioned this thing as a fun piece of functionality that they know isn't part of the scope, but we know that it's something that, you know, is worth investing in to get that delight out of them. So it's really looking at things that they um, and listening for things that they may be excited about or also have on a wish list somewhere that uh, maybe we're able to surprise them with later. Nice. Love that. It's a couple of things I heard there is that you're actually listening, 
right? Mm -hmm. uh, I heard that you're getting to know uh, the person a little bit better and you're looking for those areas of excitement. But also there was this little nugget, Ben, that you had in there where it was, mm -hmm. we're looking for those places where it's high reward, but like mm -hmm. low lift or like from a revenue standpoint, we know it's not going to break our bank, but man, from an emotional standpoint, it's going to like supercharge how they feel about us. Absolutely. Let's talk about maybe a couple hurdles um, that you have seen or you think maybe stop different companies from actually moving into this level of customer delight. They kind of get stuck on like, yep, we're selling. Yep, we're marketing. Yep, we're serving. Okay, we're done. And, and what are some hurdles or roadblocks where they never get to that next level? I think it could be a few things. I think, um, you know, it comes down to you know, there could be something that happened in the past where maybe they tried and they, you know, didn't get burned per se, but they maybe didn't get the reaction they were expecting out of the client where they go, oh, well, we kind of went above and beyond here, we thought, but it didn't pay out in the long run. So maybe just things like that maybe eroded over time. Or I think of it as a way too, is that like when we work with our brand, our part of our, you know, vision and what we like to do is, you know, inclusive of that customer delight. So it's something where we kind of have that as part of the core of what we want to do. It's part of, I think, our process and a little bit of our culture as well is going into a project, looking at ways that you can do that. And I think of that as not only Media Junction's brand, but my personal brand of just trying to be, you know, somebody that can go into a meeting and surprise a client with something that, that they can be excited about. So I think, you know, potentially people fall short with either trying and failing or maybe just not necessarily thinking about it in this way as they go into those meetings. You know, it might be a particular business where they're just trying to get in and get out and get the job done as quick as possible. And, and maybe the timeline is their way of delight. I think of, you know, people that go in wanting to find ways to surprise their clients is probably one of the biggest things that hold people back from doing it at all because they're just not going into those conversations that they're already having with clients with that thing in the back of their mind. Yeah, I heard a couple of things. There's a lot of nuggets in the last couple of sections. I hope people rewind because uh, you're just kind of waxing poetic on it. But at the end of the day, I heard, well, first of all, you have to have a mindset of being able or being want to to delight. Like if, if it is a mentality of business as usual, it's always going to be business as usual. But if you're trying to go to that next level and, and there's something to remind you of like, okay, in this meeting, how do we delight them? What, what nuggets can we look for? The other thing I heard in there was like, almost um, being able to rein in your own expectations, right? Even though you're looking for that thing that you think will be a delightful moment, you may deliver it and they're like, eh, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, you've got all this anticipation built up. They're going to love it. Like they're going to, they're going to give us a parade. Like they're going to give yeah. us a key to the city. Like if you manage your own expectations of what they actually may do or say around that thing that you're delighting and almost just delight for delighting sake, not for yeah. the action that you're actually get for that delation. I know that's a lot of D's and Ishans and ites and all things in there, but hopefully everybody watching and viewing understands what I'm saying. Just to add to that, if that's okay, um, I think of that because internally when we you know, when we're going through the design process, we might get really excited about something and go, oh, like we're really pumped about this thing we just did that we haven't even maybe presented yet. And then you can naturally kind of as a creative person start to think 
about, okay, how can we blow this up? And this is going to be so cool because we're excited about it internally. And then, yeah, when we present, the client just goes, great. All right, what's next? And we're like, oh, we missed, like, they liked it. It's great. But we didn't, yeah, exactly get the whole parade. And I, I thought that was a great way of putting it. But yeah, it's delight for delight's sake, not because it's, you know, something that you need in that moment. It's just something that you have is that mentality that you want. And if you get it, awesome. Definitely experience we've had uh, where it's trying to rein in our own, like, all right, we're really pumped about this thing, but let's kind of pull off a little bit because we don't know how they're going to respond just yet. Kind of finding that right uh, level of, of effort or kind of reining in your own excitement potentially. So what are maybe um, one or two places where companies who have never really focused on this that they could start that are maybe some easy lifts or things that you've seen uh, you guys have done historically, you know, just maybe that popped to your mind of like, well, if I had never delighted anybody in business before, I might start here or here. I think it can be um, really just in the early on conversations that you have with potential customers or clients. If there's, you know, things that people often ask for that isn't, you know, commonly part of your or of your process, but you know it could be kind of that lighter lift, something that you could kind of include to kind of test out. But I also think it's, you know, you could spend more time if you weren't already just learning about your customers and clients more and, you know, potentially in a more personal level. So maybe it's just looking at the type of information you're gathering on the front end before a project and say, all right, maybe there's some delight type questions we can come up with early on in the process to ask them hey, what are specific things that either get them excited or things that you can ask them that also still fit into your process that you can then use those answers to go, all right, this person might respond best to this type of delight opportunity versus that. Um, and you can kind of structure it a little bit more based on even what your clients or customers are even saying early on in that process. So I'm curious, and I don't know if you guys have done this or not, or if anybody's done this. Uh, I mean, if you're watching this or listening to this and you're like, yeah, George, we've done this, like definitely hit us up, hashtag Sprocket Talk on the Twitters or whatever. Is there some type of like document or mapping or like, you know, structured templatized thing that you can use when you're thinking about these people like this type of thing and here are five things that could go with that or any anything like that you guys have come across i haven't really seen you know a hard document that has those things outlined but i mean and it depends on you know the type of customer the people that that you work with but we can kind of tell just based off our history and you know experience the type of person that we're working with you know it kind of also aligns pretty well with our our personas and all the people that we have kind of more on the business side but when we look at all right this person this leader is kind of jumping in you know they are most focused on timelines and anything else you know where you know if that type of person type of leader is focused on that part of it then Maybe there's a track you can delight in that way, knowing that that's what they're focused on versus, hey, this CEO is you know just starting their business. They're super excited about the brand. We know that they're very visual from earlier conversations. All right, maybe they're more interested in this kind of more fun, send them a t-shirt type idea. So I don't think it's necessarily a hard documented thing, but I feel like you could if you wanted to kind of map out all right, over the last however many years, we've had customers that really fit into these kind of five or six buckets of kind of the way that they act or if they're more type A or, you know, whatever we we want to, you know, attach those uh, attributes to, 
then you can kind of, I feel like, map out a little bit more of what they'd be interested in. You know, maybe they don't want to mess with anything till the very end and you send them a gift basket and you just say, thank you. Here's some, you know, we, this was hard work for all of us. Here's some, you know, some candy and some ways to relax now that you got your awesome new website. You know, just finding that type of person and kind of mapping that out and writing it down. I'm sure you'll find some similarities between uh, similarities between a bunch of your clients and, you know, kind of mapping out what you think they respond to. Yeah, it's interesting. As I listen to you on this, I start to think about how it would be really interesting to have, because in, in the real world, not that business isn't a real world, but in like yeah. a personal world, uh, there's these things called love languages, right? Some yeah. people like gifts and some people like a, yeah. a touch or different things. And it would be very interesting to me to start to actually map out like, oh, here's you know, our three or four personas, by the way, we've done like disc profile or some type of profile in most of these personas. And by the way, typically this persona usually has this love language, if you will. And so like yeah. you said in there, um, this profile or persona tends to be more of a visual type person. So we'll send them something that they can, uh, you know, it's more of like, I can wear it and see it and I feel good. Mm -hmm. And this persona is more of like an emotional one. So we'll send them like a hard with some roses yeah. because like that leans in like those are the types of things where I think if you actually started to get structured with your personas and some type of profile and then understanding this is what they're going to love. This is what they're going to like. And then that would really start to delight them. So that was interesting yeah. listening to you. That was kind of where my mind went on this. So Ben, is there any myths that we need to debunk about like delighting your customer? It's not important. Delighting your customer, it is important. It's going to drive more revenue. Like any myths that you've heard people say and you're just like, yeah, no. <laughs> um, I haven't necessarily heard a lot of, you know, negative things personally about delight or, you know, uh, I don't I don't have a running list of of things worth debunking per se, but I think that in my mind, the delight is not just what gets you the customer review, right? If you get the customer review, that's, you know, you get a five-star rating because you delivered on exactly what you talked about and it was a great experience. Awesome. To me, the delight experience is what gets people talking about you through context that isn't even immediately around what you do, right? When you hear something about somebody's negative experience, you might, people will chime in out of nowhere and say, oh, no matter what you do, if you're buying a car, don't go to this place, even though nobody asked for your opinion on it, right? Just because you're so against this thing. In my mind, that's where the delight comes in on the positive side. It's looking at, you know, if you delight your customer or somebody throughout the process to the point where, yeah, you might get the good review online, but if you really blow them away with the delight, then they're going to interject themselves into somebody else's conversation to just talk about how nice it was working with you. I think that that's kind of that, that way that you go above and beyond and that way that you're able to really give that lasting impression for people to actually not only come back, but continue to talk about you. Um, I just think it's become an integral part to that um, because there's just so much going on right now. And you know, it is a thing that people are focusing on more and more. But yeah, I think that delights the way that people you actually get people to go out of their way to talk about you, rather than just doing what you're saying you're going to do. And, and maybe they're left happy. Yeah. And we all know it's better for others to talk about us instead of us talking about ourselves. We, we never really enjoy that guy or gal who at the party is like, 
just absorbing all the energy out of the room. And so if you do what uh, Ben is talking about here and getting them to just be like an advocate, an evangelist, and those are the words that you're really trying to get people to past just being a customer. Delation is about evangelism and them talking about you. Ben, is there anything that I should have asked you that I didn't ask you around this conversation around customer delight? So much of it, again, just goes down to the core of who you're working with and how well can you read them? You know, <laughs> I don't really have any other questions that I think you missed. So. Yeah, we could totally go down a nerdy vein of like being able to read people and body language and all sorts of things. Ben, if people uh, want to conversate with you about customer delight or anything else, where do you want to send them? I think you can send them straight to, I mean, I'm on LinkedIn, but you can send them there. Otherwise... Um, I am uh, I'm just at Media Junction, so you can send people straight to us and they'll know how to get me. And don't worry, viewers and listeners, because down below in the description, we're going to have a link to Ben's LinkedIn because we want you to be able to get there and have a conversation with him. We'll have a link to his about page on the Media Junction website, which, by the way, if you haven't checked that out, those are pretty cool about us pages. You definitely need to go there and just kind of see what the team is all about. And of course, until next time, make sure you're focused on delighting your customer if you aren't. And if you are, how do you get to that next level? While you're trying to figure out how to get to the next level, make sure you're focused on being a happy, helpful, humble human. And of course, as you go on and do these things, we'll be here waiting for you in the next interview with the next guest. By the way, who do you want that to be? What do you want to learn next? Let us know.